everybody. How you doing? Well, that's good. Welcome to the Broad Street Hockey Facebook Live post game. My name is Bill Matz. I'm your director of fun and games for the evening. For the last time this year, I mean, we're still going to do BSH Radio and we're still going to do Ice Sport. And I'm sure I'm going to come up with different reasons to log into Facebook Live throughout the offseason and uh, do these. I've been toying with the idea of maybe some... Uh, late night post games after uh, like West Coast playoff games or something, but we'll figure that out as we go along. I'm kind of on my own on this stuff, so they don't care what I do. Uh, it's over, gang. It, it, it's all over. It's all over. It's all over. Yeah, uh, what a season it was. Yours, mine, and our Philadelphia Flyers do not qualify for the postseason. Uh, I think it's the third time in six years they don't make it, you know, for the – Majority of my lifetime, this has been a uh, has been a playoff team, and I realize like my lifetime has been a true down period for the franchise as a whole, just in terms of postseason success. You know, they get to the three straight finals in uh, the seventies and win back to backs, and in the eighties they go to three cup finals and they're just freaking awesome. Uh, they go through that little lull, but then they get you know. And that's when I'm born. I'm I'm an '88 kid, so I miss that. Uh, I miss that '87 Cup final and all that. And then they go through that little lull in the uh, early '90s. They get Lindros, and they go to the playoffs. What was this? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 16 out of 17 years. And now they have missed for the third time, well, actually fourth time in seven seasons. Wow. That is terrible. Oh, that lockout killed us. I think <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's not the lockouts fault. Uh, yeah, it's, you know, we're on our uh, Laviolette, Baruby, Hackstall, Gordon. We're on our fourth coach in this uh, seven year string here. And, the, the question now just has to be, what's next? Where do we go from here? How do they fix this? How do they become the premier franchise they're supposed to be? This is the Philadelphia Flyers. They are supposed to not just make the playoffs. They are supposed to make runs. They're supposed to be in Eastern Conference Finals. What's going on? Uh, what's going on over these last few seasons? Um, I guess some of it is a, it's a lot out of everyone's control. Uh, you know, I'll always give Holmgren credit for his uh, the first half of his tenure. He was outstanding uh, and, and built a true Stanley Cup contender. They didn't have a netminder, but they had everything else. Um, and some injuries, some some ill-fated moves, and suddenly he got stuck chasing his tail and uh, put us in the cap hell we were in that Hextall had to dig us out of. And now it's Fletcher's job to turn uh, – turn all those chips that Hextall stacked on the table into, uh, into cash. That's what, that's what, uh, that's, that's what Fletcher's job is now. And <sighs> it's not going to be easy. It's, there's a path to it. There's absolutely a path to do it, but man, I, I, I want to be doing these in the postseason. I want to be watching playoff hockey. I, I, it's, I'm glad it's over. I've had senioritis like a motherfucker for two weeks. Um, but it's because they don't give you any reason to, uh, to to want it, you know, when they're talking about how this is unacceptable and we want to make sure it's uh, we, our fans deserve better and all this stuff. It's the same thing we heard coming into this season. Last year is unacceptable. We got to do more than just make the playoffs. We have to do more than losing the first round. 
And what do we we get off to another slow start again? Again, some things out of the you know, it's not Jake Voracek's fault that they get the worst goaltending in hockey for the first half of the season. You know, that's it's hard to blame some guys for certain things. I get it, but something has to change in 32 times this year they fell down to nothing. Now, yeah, they made it a game today. They eventually tie it back up, and uh, but then lose. And that's kind of like a metaphor for this season and these last few seasons. You can't just be chasing games. You can't just be chasing other teams in the standings all the time. You have to start strong. Falling down 2 nothing, 32 out of 82 games is insane. That's ridiculous to allow something like that to happen in more than a third of the games this year. Craziness. Almost half of the games this year, they fell down to nothing. And and it's, again, a, a metaphor for the season. It's something that has to change culturally. There has to be some kind of shakeup. I, I do very much believe that they have a lot of the right pieces and need to vary and just need to add some things. But it's also hard not to feel like – they. You say the same stuff all the time, and yet the same things keep happening. Maybe it is time for some kind of shakeup. Uh, to me, there are three untouchables. Carter Hart, obviously. Sean Couturier, Claude Giroux. That's it. Those are your three untouchables. And uh, after that, I think everyone uh, everyone's on the table. I don't think it's likely, you know, sir, I, like I, I, I think it's crazy unlikely that Proverov or Sanheim get traded. I think it's pretty unlikely that Voracek gets traded, but something's got to happen. You know, something does need to change. Uh, I think a, a, a coach with some authority, a coach with some uh, a proven track record of success uh, could come in and make a difference for this team. On top of some of these young players taking the step forward, we thought they were going to take at the beginning of this year, you know, Carter Hart playing the full year and uh, bringing in some other good players. I, I think all of those things will help. But just watching today, man, it's this is who they are. All right, let's get to your stuff now. Yeah, God, what a painful season. Yeah, it's it has been. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's it's it, part of it was fun. There were things that I enjoyed about this, like getting to cover Dave Haxtell's firing was awesome. And I know that sounds cruel, but he got his money. He's fine. Um Getting to cover Carter Hart was awesome. That Carter Hart mania for that little while was was a whole lot of fun. Finally getting to see Travis Sanheim get his shot, and oh, look what happened. He's pretty damn good. Uh, played all 82 games this year and did so pretty well for a lot of the time. Um, you know, seeing Limblom come into his own and uh, seeing a lot of these young guys get their shot, these guys that I've been hearing about for years. You know, uh, Sam Moran, no fights. That's a bummer. I really wanted a Samuel Moran fight, but the season just felt so goddamn long. It just wouldn't end. This last month has gone on for, I don't know, two and a half years. This is like a basketball season. All right. Uh, can we be excited about next season? Do we dare? I mean, a new season is always exciting just because hope springs eternal and all that nonsense, but... Uh, it very much, to me, depends on what they do this offseason. If they go out and get a, uh, you know, if they go out and get Joel Quenville and they go out and get Artemi Panarin, I'm going to be incredibly excited. Yeah, or, you know, make additions that improve this team as well as bringing in a really good coach. I'm going to be very excited about next year. But this is a this is the most important offseason in a decade, without a doubt. 
I'm a little sad it's the last post game we'll be seeing BSH Radio Bill. Any plans for this offseason for BSH Radio? I mean, we keep our content going year round. We are, uh, you know, the podcast goes year round, I'm sure. We'll um, ramp Ice Sport back up. I know we've been a little lazy with it lately. Um, but with the playoffs and all, and now no flyer schedule to plan around, because that's usually the biggest problem is the flyer schedule. Um, we'll probably be ramping Ice Sport back up, at least for the playoffs. Uh, we're going to have a draft party. Now that the season's over, we can start planning that. Uh, so it's there's always a big off-season plans. Personally, me. I'm going to Denver to see the Phillies play in two weeks. Real excited about that. So going to be a good time. Phil's rocks out there in Colorado. Uh, how the hell does AMAC get an award? Laughing my ass off. That's what I don't get. Because the writers vote on it. It's just, it's a nice guy award. They think it's cool that he didn't complain that he gets $30 million to set, sit on his ass. Like, uh Bill, are you glad you made it through without going insane? Or did that happen years ago? Yeah, I mean... Clearly, I'm out of my mind. I'm a Flyers fan. Know anything about the coach? Will Gordon stay, or is there some uh, something true about Steph's rumors about Quenville to come? Uh, I don't know what Steph has reported about it. Um, I really, really doubt Gordon is the guy. I just, I, I don't see it. Uh, if for no other reason, and this might not be the best reason to do anything if you're a professional sports franchise, but if for no other reason than... Um, Man, this is a growing this this fan base is so apathetic and there's so little buzz about this team. Um, I think they're going to try to make several splashes this off season, and they're going to be you know things that hopefully improve the team. But it's also like who's getting excited over Scott Gordon? Who do you think tells us they were hurt tomorrow in the exit interviews? I, I you know. It's always speculation. I'm sure Provorov's been dealing with something. I'm sure Ghost's been dealing with something. Giroux's always dealing with something. I'm sure Couturier's been dealing with something. It's all the guys who play big minutes, I'm sure, are hurt. All the guys who play big minutes are probably hurt because hockey is a very physical game, and none of these dudes ever miss any time. So Jim Jackson just said he wants them to go after Kevin Hayes. I'm a, I'm a Kevin Hayes supporter. I like that move a lot. I don't think it's the most exciting move but I think it's a really good fit. Uh, I think Kevin Hayes fits pretty well with what they need to do here. Thank God it's over. It's finally over. My liver couldn't handle a postseason. Yeah, it's, yeah. They gave that award to AMAC as a thank you, bye. Hopefully, man, hopefully. I think it's, I think it's a really, I, I think it's almost an inevitability that whether um, they buy Andrew McDonald out, they cover half his salary and trade him, or, uh, they just bury him on the Phantoms. I think it's likely that Andrew McDonald will not be a Philadelphia Flyer next year. You can't say development isn't linear and then expect them to be good. You just can't. We got a good look at some of the kids, and there was growth. Now we just need to tw- – I don't – what do you mean? Uh, yeah, you can. You hope they get better. That's what you do. And some of these some of these young guys aren't young anymore. Like when you're approaching 22, 23, and it's your third, fourth year in the league, it's no longer we're waiting for him to develop. It's you need to be a major part of this team. I, I don't really understand your point there. Expect any big news to come this week, namely player or coaching acquisitions, departures. I mean, the season's still going on. They can't make any trades or anything. Contracts don't run out till July 1st. Um, I maybe the coach gets announced, uh, you know, Fletcher's on record saying they think they'll have the coach hired well before the draft. 
to me, that's kind of an indication like they know what direction they're going in with the coach. Um, I, maybe that is the, hey, they have a handshake agreement with Quenville. That would be awesome. I really hope that that's the case. Uh, I don't know that to be true or not, but that's very much the hope. Haig only played 814 tonight, so that's fun. I didn't even look at the TOI, but I don't remember seeing him a ton. And I just, man, I can't take watching Robert Haig anymore. Like, he just does nothing positive. Yeah, 814, there you go. Mark Friedman got 1233 in his debut. Good for you, Marky Mark. Okay, Ghost1836. Provorov closes out the year with a nice 24-23. Sanheim1914. Moran gets 15 and a half, and Gudis gets 17. Uh, I, I think they have the makings of what could be a very good blue line. Um, Myers doesn't play tonight, and honestly, it's not like uh, he's been setting the world on fire. I still expect Myers to be a good player, um, but it's, it's, it's you know, it's uh, everyone needs reps, and he doesn't have a ton yet. It's a different game up here than it was in the AHL, and, you know, he was mastering the AHL game. Now he's got to come up here and it's not starting all over because it's professional hockey. It's still the same thing, but the level is so much higher. Um, it, it, it's, it takes time. Look at, I mean, look at Sanheim. And Sanheim was making good plays sometimes last year. But look at Sanheim last year and look at his confidence and just his ability to diagnose. Like that, that Limblom goal was sick, but the play Sanheim made to cut in and get him the puck was, was real nice. And I don't think he does that last year. Bill, my friend, great work this season on these vids and the podcast. You as a team are one of my weekly favorites. Very much appreciated, Mark. Very much appreciated. You have to give them credit for the attempted comeback. They were clicking then. I don't, though. No, I don't. Because why were you down 2-0 and 3-1? Stop. Stop losing early in games. There's absolutely no reason to fall behind 2-0 32 times in an 82-game season. Absolutely not. They deserve no credit for then trying. No, I'm done with that. I'm done with moral victories. Bill, you should do Phillies post games. Absolutely not, Barry. I am now on vacation. I am good. I am good on that. How do they fix the slow starts? That's a great question. That's the number one thing I want everyone to ask at exit interviews. That's that's the question that needs to be asked of Jake, G, and Couturier. And Provorov and Ghost, honestly. Yeah, I'll throw them in, too, because they are guys who uh, – Ghost has been here a while now, and Provorov is our number one defenseman. So, yeah, uh, I, that's very much uh, that's very much um, the number one thing. Uh, a coach can only do so much. We've seen these slow starts to games and seasons through four coaches now. Well, three coaches and in an interim. I, I guess you can't say uh, – Gordon had a slow start to the season when he didn't start the season. But, you know, the the slow starts to games and chasing games and all that, um, four coaches now. It's it's not just about bringing in Quenville for that. Maybe he can – maybe he has some magical remedy that will fix it, and that would be cool. Maybe that's why he's a great coach. I don't know. But uh, it, it's on these guys. There has to be some sort of cultural shakeup. Uh, what do you think are the chances they trade their first-round pick this summer? Um, Depending on where it is, because right now I think they're in the top 10 and those picks just don't get moved all that often, but um, non-zero, I mean, they could definitely, like I keep saying, it's not about teenagers anymore. Yes, you always need to be replenishing and it's always good to have, you know, the next wave coming. Um, and if you win the lottery by some crazy 2.4% chance or whatever the hell it'll be again, awesome. But 
they need to make this team better right now. And if they're looking to bring in a veteran defenseman to play in the top four, there's one free agent available I'm willing to pay, and it's Eric Carlson. And that's because he's a star. Um, after him, I don't want to pay any of those guys. They're all going to get stupid overpaid. Uh, even the ones I kind of like, I'm like, eh, do I want to give him a five-year contract like Jake Gardner? I don't. ASF speculated Holmgren could step down as president. If that happens, do you want to see Glenn Sather, John Davidson as replacement? I, I, I don't know. Panarin, bring the, bring the bread man to Broad Street. We got to change that nickname if we get our ten. I can't. Pan, bread man is such a dumb nickname. Sandstrom on the Phantoms next year? Yeah, my guess is because they expect Sandstrom and Ustamenko both to come over uh, to North America next year. My guess is Ustamenko goes to the ECHL. Uh, and Sandstrom is in the AHL. I just uh, Charlie said they had uh, the organization had indicated a willingness to uh, split up the goalies in that way. Um, you know, Alex Lyons still in the organization. I have no idea if he's going to start next year in the organization, but as of now, he's here and he's getting paid like an NHL player. So uh, you got to believe he's at least going to be a fan. I can't imagine they're going to go with him as the backup goalie next year. Um, you just can't. You can't have a question mark in net again. You just you need something, even if it's even if it's just average. You need to know it's just average. I think Cam Talbot is probably better than he's played this year, but maybe not as good as his career numbers. So he's average, and I'm fine with that. If you make the determination that Hart can play 45, 50 games, which I'm kind of on for next year, but shit, if he's the franchise goalie, he's the franchise goalie. Let's go with it. Bill, always a pleasure. I always check in. I'm happy it's over, but already excited for the offseason. I keep telling people Chuck has no choice but to be aggressive. I think Flyers go Q or McClellan. Uh, McClellan. Do they go after RNH if they don't get Panarin? Maybe Skinner. I think Duchesne will be way too much. Frost, Farabee, and Ratcliffe are a season away as well. Uh, yeah, I don't uh, – I, I can't depend on any of the kids – um, I don't know what their standing in the organization is with um, the new regime and who the new coach is going to be. Uh, to me, the number one need is center. Uh, I, I've said it a million times. I love Panarin. If you can get Panarin, he's so good. To me, it's one of those guys you go best available rather than need, and that's Panarin. Uh, after that, I very badly need this team to go get another center. Uh, they need to go three deep, and Nolan Patrick needs to start the year as the three C. He has not earned two C. He just hasn't. It just maybe he will. And if we bump the guy, we go and get down to three C because Nolan Patrick is turning into the guy we thought we drafted. That's freaking awesome. But I, I'm not depending on it. It's just not something I can count on because we've had two seasons in Nolan Patrick. And in both of them, he has given them absolutely nothing in the first half of the season. And they can't let that happen again. They need to get off to a good start next year. And that's uh, they just need more center depth. And they already have these wingers who I think will be even more effective once they are able to go three deep down the center. Um, JVR and Konechny especially uh, will benefit greatly uh, with, with better center depth. Is Hague a lost cause, or do you think there's hope with a new coach? I just I, – I, I, maybe he's a six, you know, but I, he is what he is. He, he just doesn't do anything particularly well. What does he do well? What is he good at? I, 
JJ just mentioned a possible Simmons return. That's stupid to me. I just don't get it. It doesn't make any sense. He's not good anymore. That's why you couldn't get anything more than Ryan Hartman for him at the deadline. Like That's why he has, last I checked, two points, one goal and one assist for Nashville. He just isn't that good anymore, and the idea is to make this team better. I know it's sentimental, and I'm ta- like they probably do need more leadership and all that shit, but what did Simmons' leadership and his intangibles get us while he was here and in his prime? Like, you know, the, we got out of the first round once the whole time he was here. It was the first year. Like, it doesn't make any sense to me. In an offseason where we have to go out and get better, that we would say, let's get the band back together. And it's not as good. Like, Fletch should break in Eric Carlson's house and force him to agree to a free agent contract. I'd be fine with that. I'd be totally fine with that. Thank you, Bill, and the rest of the crew for another great after show. Very tough season to digest, yet there is still a lot of promise. Looking forward to the offseason. Enjoy Colorado. Thank you. If Simmons comes back, that would not be good. He's finished. Yeah, it's it's over, man. And I love Wayne Simmons. I own a Wayne Simmons jersey. I will be there when he goes into the Flyers Hall of Fame. I am a Wayne Simmons fan. But, no, it's over. Why do we – that's like going and getting Vanilla Cavalier. It's the exact same move. Have to play a better opening game. Vets have to step up. Congrats and well-deserved to Coots. Yeah, I thought that was uh, I thought that was awesome that he got the Gene Hart and the Bobby Clark Award, uh, Sean Couturier. But yeah, all the veterans, all the guys, um, all the guys who have been here and been through it all, they need to come in and will this team to a good start next year. You can't throw away two, three months like they've been doing. Be nice to find a head coach to put a foot in the ass of this core with the no-shows and first 10 minutes of what feels like the start of every game. Yeah, listen, I think this core is the number one problem to me Like that's happened over this, you know, basically Giroux's tenure as captain is they've never had a number one defenseman. They've never had a number one goalie. Like Mason, they had got a couple good years out of Mason. Sure, he got hurt going into the one playoff. At no point were they the better team, like, in any of these playoff series that they've lost. That's just what it comes down to. And they haven't had, like, the things winners have. Number one being a number one defenseman. Uh, And the depth has just sucked. Like, we're going out and – like, Chris Vandevelde played 81 games one year. Like, that's fucking just – But it is also true – that these guys, these leaders, these guys who've been here forever need to take it upon themselves to make sure they don't get off to the shit type of start they've been getting off to. Bill Matz for head coach. That would not go well. Uh, I'd be entertaining for the six games I had the job, and then when I punched a referee and went to jail, it would be bad. How about Eagles post games, Bill? It's only once a week instead of like three to four a week. It's the same season. No, there's plenty of other, (laughs) there are plenty of other blogs and podcast hosts that can do these post games. I'm good on just the Flyers. Put some respect on Jake Gardner's name. I like Jake Gardner. I just don't want to give him a five or six year contract. Like that's just not, I just, I I like him. I think he's fine, but I, eh, eh. I just don't like Man, Anton Strawman, I, I know – where are you, Strawman? How old is he now? 32. He'll be 33 in August. 
Yeah, I just don't love it. Uh, 17 points this year. Uh, he's never been a huge points guy. He scored 30 a couple times, but I just uh, – I have a sneaking suspicion that he is very much on the decline. <clears throat> 2C should be a top priority. That's my number one priority. My number one priority is going and getting somebody who bumps Nolan Patrick down to 3C. That's the most important thing to me. Charlie for Flyers president. I would be all for that. It would be, uh, I mean, I'd have a source. Uh, he wouldn't tell me shit. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, at least I know, at least I know I would know that the person in charge was thinking about things. Like Charlie and I disagree sometimes about the way to go about, you know, hockeying. Um, but I know that Charlie is thoughtful and, it like puts effort into like, Charlie doesn't have takes, you know, he, he doesn't just think of something and go, I'm going with that. Like he, he puts in the time and effort to uh, like have an inform, make informed decisions and have informed opinions. And don't know if that's always been the case with the guy running the flyers over my lifetime. By next year, McDavid might want out of Edmonton. What would a McDavid trade look like if the flyers were able to get him? I we're not getting Connor McDavid. It's not happening. It's not happening. We're not getting Connor McDavid. That's that's it. The end. Period. I'd be fine if Elliott came back, to be honest. It's not a popular opinion, but he's a fine backup. Brian Elliott would be a fine backup if I thought he could stay healthy, but he can't. I can't have a question mark. There can't be, oh, yeah, well, he's not ready for training camp or he's not ready for the start of the season, so we've got to go get Cal Pickard off waivers. Oh, Cal Pickard's terrible, huh? You don't say the number four on Toronto's depth chart is no good. Wow, shocking. Like, I, I just can't have that sort of uncertainty in net again. I know nothing's guaranteed, but I know a 33-year-old with hip and abdomen and groin issues is going to get hurt. Like, that's as close to a guarantee as I can give you on anything. Apply what you're saying about Simmons to G, but G's still really good. Like that's the thing. I love Wayne. I, I those things, like that's an asinine comment. I've said that they he needs to take on more of a role as a leader and do more. Claude Drew. It's absolutely true. But the reason they haven't won playoff series is because the team hasn't been good enough. Just hasn't been. Like they've had zero depth. They've had zero defense. They've had zero goalie. I like, does that sound like a team that's going to make a playoff run to you? Because that's what they've been for Claude Giroux's tenure, a team that isn't good enough. It's been him and a couple of his buddies, and that's been the entire team. Do you believe Sanheim is the real deal? We were so high on Ghost and Provorov, and now there are questions. I mean, Ghost and Provorov had bad years, but I, I'm not questioning. I, my question about Provorov is, is he a true number one? Like, that's my, that's my big question about Provorov right now. If they go out and go get Eric Carlson, which, I mean, is highly unlikely, but, like, Provorov is a hell of a number two to put next to him, you know? And, like, and Ghost is what he is, man. He's a really good puck-moving defenseman who had a bad year. Um, and what I hope is the defense moving forward uh, maybe Ghost is just a third pair guy, but that's an amazing talent to have on your third pair. Um, you know, Sanheim was a first round pick and he's been around a while and he's just now, I mean, this is his first full year. He played like what, 40 some games last year. 
and he was up and down and sitting for weeks at a time. This is his first full year, and he had like 30, 34 points, something like that. And he's he's improved a lot. And, I, yeah, oh, I've always been high on Sandheim. Besides Carlson and Panarin, are there any other free agents we can sign? Yeah, Matt Duchesne's out there. I think Matt Duchesne fits what they need. Problem with Duchesne is I think he's going to get paid like a 1C, and he just isn't that. I think he's an amazing 2C. Um, and if he gets 7 million instead of 8, uh, I'm cool with it, you know? But I eh, I just don't want to be the team that overpays crazy for Matt Duchesne, a dude who, you know, let's face it, Colorado got better when he left. And you can, there's a lot of different reasons for it. It's not all on Duchesne, but Ottawa got worse when he got there, you know? And that team just sucked, and that's the way it was, and they just played way over their heads the year before, but it happened. And it took them a while to get going in Columbus. I, I just don't like the idea of paying Duchesne as a 1C. Uh, if, if he's cheaper than I think he's going to be, I'd be all for Matt Duchesne. But I, I just I don't know about the money. I just – I'm iffy on that. Um, you know, Kevin Hayes is out there. I would love Kevin Hayes. I think he fits really well uh, with what they need to do at center. Um, there's a lot of RFAs I like. Uh, you know, it's tough to it's tough to poach a restricted free agent, but there are a couple teams out there that might be vulnerable. I keep saying Braden Point, you can steal him. I really think Tampa's in cap trouble. And if they do, you know, ha- have to make moves in order to keep him, uh, you can take advantage of that. They're going to have to move some guys. Uh, you can, oh, yeah, we'll take Tyler Johnson off your hands and a draft pick, you know, for some bullshit because you need cap space. Drew needs to be stripped of the C. He is not C-worthy. Just such a dumb... You you have no idea if he is or isn't. Like, you have no idea. You've never met the guy. It's just a dumb comment to make. Haven't had a number one D-man since Pronger. Yeah, that's been the issue, is they had Chris Pronger, and then they tried to replace Pronger, but they tried to replace him with Luke Shen. Didn't work out, you know? It just... At no point... During Giroux's tenure, has this team been good enough? That's the that's the problem. You, you want to know a good captain, a good captain. Why is John Taves considered a great captain? Because he captained a team with Patrick Kane in his prime, Duncan Keith in his prime, Brent Seabrook in his prime, Marion Hossa, like all those freaking dudes on that team. Like, yes, any winning, no one had a problem with Mike Richards as captain until everyone started hating each other and then they weren't living up to their potential. And then he was a bad captain. Like when you win, that makes you a good captain. If you can sum up the Drew era flyers tenure is so far as captain, it's yeah, they haven't been good enough. They, Drew's been great for the most part. He had two and a half down seasons really, but I, he's been really good. And the team around him has really sucked. Like that's just the facts, you know? Like when the best line mate he had for years was like 37 year old Yager, like that's an issue. Bill, bring back the drunk show for the summer and do a Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure watch episode. It's not a bad idea. It's not a bad idea. Hey, Bill, what's the move? First head coach, then all for, yeah, I mean, they're going to have a coach before the draft and you sign, you sign free agents on July 1st. So they're going to have a coach well before that. What's your thoughts on Moran play in the last few games? Uh, I've seen him make some really good plays, and I've seen him make some not-so-great plays, uh, sometimes in secession. Uh, like, um, 
he made a great play to strip the puck and then protect it behind the net. And then he just kind of threw it out in front of Lawton and it was way off Mark and turned into a, you know, a scoring chance. Um, I, I, I've liked some of what I've seen and I, he was always a project when they drafted him. He was a project. Um, I wish he got more playing time over the last two years, but he just hasn't been healthy. And that's really hurt. And I think it's really hurt the defense because like, man, a Moran ghost third pair is like, that's always been my dream. At least the team store was 40% off. Well, you got that going for you then. Why didn't they bring in a more experienced NHL coach to make a stronger run? I mean, for two months, they played at a 769 points percentage. Like, the team just ran out of gas. Like, they were never – did you really want them – like, what run was this team really going to make? I, let's – this – they they basically played to their potential and got there in the most fucked-up way imaginable. Like, they threw away three months, and then for two months, they were one of the best teams in hockey. Like, and then they – you know, fell back off because you can't play at a 769 points percentage. Um, and then they ended up right where about they are playoff bubble team. Like that's, that's who this team always was. It's what they've been. That's why they need to go out and get better players because this is this team's, this is who they are. Like, I, like Quenville didn't coach anyone this season. You know why? Cause he was getting paid five or 6 million bucks to sit on his ass you know what I'd be doing if I was getting paid five or six million bucks to sit on my ass? Sit on my ass. Like, and that's, you know. I hope they don't sell the farm for win now. Can Patrick step up next year? Patrick should step up next year. I mean, he's certainly shown flashes, but I'm not depending on it. And that's why I think the number one priority needs to be go getting a 2C. Um, they're not going to sell the farm, but they need to trade some of these prospects. There's simply no reason to have all these prospects. This is what they are. They're trade chips. None, like, there's not enough room for all these guys. You, you have two NHL rosters full of guys uh, who aren't in the NHL yet. Like, it's time to win now. Why don't you want them to win now? Like, this is it. It's the windows open now. You have a group of young guys that you've brought along coming into their prime. You have, you know, an older core, maybe not in its prime, but right outside of it and still producing like right now is the perfect time to try to win. Like this is, this is it. This is the off season. Yeah. Anything but Mike, yo, nobody wants Mike, yo chances of us getting Braden point. I mean, the chances aren't great, but I think they you absolutely have to take a shot. And if, even if it's not the flyers, I think somebody's going to offer sheet Braden point and Tampa will then make every effort to keep him which means they're going to have to move some guys. They have a lot of good players. Some of them make a decent amount of money. The Flyers have a ton of cap space. You can take advantage of that. Even if it's not Point, who I would love, obviously, you can upgrade your team taking advantage of their cap situation, even if it's not you that tried to get Braden Point. Offer Sheet Marner? It's a possibility. I think Toronto's in a unique situation where they can keep their core four and then kind of uh and then kind of um have that pyramid scheme going that Chicago and Detroit used uh you know to supplement their roster once you know their uh, their core started getting paid i think they're in a unique situation to do it because not only do they have the promise of yeah man come here and play 3c first and win a cup but also hey didn't you grow up with maple leafs bed sheets too 
Ah, pajama boy. Like, you know, uh, so I think they are in a unique situation to not um, not be as strapped for cash as a team like Tampa. So basically, we don't believe in Patrick. I think Patrick's going to turn into a good player. I'm just done waiting on him and I can't expect it. I can't just say, oh, yeah, Patrick's going to be a 65 point guy next year. I don't know that. I do know that they need another center. And if he outplays the other guy and turns into the guy they thought they drafted, awesome. That just means we have even more good players, and having a lot of good players is good. But I cannot depend on him, especially to start the season, because in 100% of the seasons that he has played with the Philadelphia Flyers, he has not showed up for the first half in 100%. Like, that's it. He, he hasn't shown up in the first half of the first two seasons of his career. I'm not saying that's what he's always going to be. He could very well turn into an all-star next year. I don't know. But I'm not depending on it. It's about winning now. It's not about Nolan Patrick's feeling. I think the trade market might be where they get a 2C. I think that's very possible. And when you look at, I hate to say it because I love him, but when you look at Shane Gostisbehere, I think he nets you that so for, that center you need. I think that's the. I think it's very much a um, Jones for Johansson kind of trade. I think it's funny how people think a letter on a jersey can make or break a team. Yeah, it's just like, man, you know what the letter really means? You can go talk to the refs. Like that's what it really means. It's it's not that big a deal. It, it's like the most overrated thing in sports. Please bring back yelling about sports for the offseason, even if may, maybe the fly pervily guys have to sub in for Steph. Could use some other sports talk from you, BSH crew. We're definitely going to see what we can do with that. Uh, I know, you know Steph and I just kind of have much crazier schedules than we did uh, when we started yelling about sports, but I would love to do, I would love to do more shows and stuff. Um, we'll definitely figure things out. But if you're dying for, say, I don't know, a pro wrestling podcast, check out Smarks and Stripes on 94WIP.com. It's me, Turtle, and Kevin Keenan. Kevin Keenan was a former WWE referee. Uh, we have fun, man. Uh, we did a WrestleMania preview episode this week. I think it's really good. It's starting to take off a little bit. Check that out if you're a wrestling fan. Hey, Bill, what's the identity that the Flyers need to go for this offseason? Get better. I, the identity takes care of itself when you have enough players to go make plays. It's they just need to get better players. That's all there is to it. They're dressing like they're dressing seven defensemen because they don't have twelve forwards good enough. Like Corbin Knight and Phil Veroni and Justin Bailey are, are factoring in the lineups regularly at this point. They don't have enough good players. They need more good players. Thank you for the season of all your post games, Bill. Looking forward to summer podcasts. Hopefully, some blockbuster trade in the works. You know what a blockbuster trade is good for content listens people download a podcast when it says breaking trade so i really hope they do something nicest surprise this season was Limblom. guy is sneaky good player that can score 25 goals that is one of the highlights of uh because i knew Limblom was a useful player i knew he was going to turn into an nhl um but is that nhl or scott lawton is it michael raffle or is it something more than that and finding out, to me, what Limblom is now is a good third liner that you play on your second line because you have a third liner like JVR who, you know, could play more minutes, but he's even more effective down in the lineup. Uh, and and uh, 
yeah, that's uh, Limblom to me is that nice depth piece that you play up in the lineup. Like he might be your fifth or sixth or even seventh highest scorer uh, in terms of total points, but he does a lot of other really good things for you. You, you don't have to worry about him matching up defensively. He's a really good two-way player. He drives play. He's always around the net. Uh, he's got good instincts. Uh, finding out that he was more than a bottom sixer uh, to me was really important. That might be one of the most important things of this season. I think people are forgetting that a player has to actually sign an offer sheet from another team. They can turn it down and stay with their team and take less money. Sure. But like, why? Yeah. Guys want to get paid. Would you take a shot at Dowdy? Eh. What's, what are we looking What's he making these days? I know he just signed that big extension in the offseason. Because I was very much about Dowdy. But uh, he might have a little too much wear and tear. He's at 11, 11 mil, no move clause through 26, 27. Oof. He's 29 now. That's a lot of money for that guy. I liked your Dowdy a lot. What kind of year did he have? I didn't watch much of the Kings. He still had 45 points. That team was trash. Just absolutely freaking trash. So, man, if they got Dowdy, I wouldn't be disappointed. But he's not at the top of my wish list. Um, I just I don't know how to assess Dowdy because that team was so bad. Patrick has always looked like Johansson to me, and their production lines up very closely. He didn't break out till, till his third year, and that's all well and good. I hope that that's the case. I just can't depend on it. That's all. I just can't depend on it. This team needs to start winning. Four out of seven years out of the playoffs, unacceptable. Matty Kachuk could be a perfect offer sheet option. No one is talking about. Calgary is going to have a hard time paying him with paying him what he's worth. Uh, what mid-level RFA, more realistic, Kapanen, Timo. Timo Meyer's an interesting one, too, especially if they end up re-signing Carlson, which I expected them to do all along. But I'm a little suspect now that they haven't already. Um, where are you, Calgary? What kind of space do you have? Ooh, they're a little tight. They are a little tight on the cash space. Yeah, so, man, that might be a... Interesting option here. They're going to have like 11.7 this offseason. They don't have a goalie. Are they really losing anybody? Sam Bennett's a restricted free agent. I've always liked Sam Bennett. I've, I don't know if he really fills the hole. I'm looking, you know, I, when you talk about guys you don't really want to be depending on. I mean, Sam Bennett, um, yeah, 27 points this year, 13 goals, eh. I've always liked him, though. I feel like he will break out at some point. How old is he now? 22 still. He'll be 23 in June, so that's an option. But, yeah, Kachuk, he's a non-arbitration eligible RFA. Yeah, I don't think they're going to have that much trouble keeping him because it doesn't look like they're losing a whole lot. Uh, Giordano, Hannafin, Brody, Hamannick all locked up uh, for next season at least. Um, Hannafin and Giordano, you know, much longer than that. Um, they don't have a goalie. That's interesting. And, yeah, Garnett Hathaway is their only unrestricted forward. So I don't think Kachuk uh, – I don't think Calgary will have a ton of an issue keeping him. What defenseman prospect would you see being a part of a package as a trade chip? 
Yeah, except like like maybe you know you you throw in a Hoberg or something like that. To me, if a defenseman gets traded, it's going to be Shane Gostisbehere because there's just such a we have the guys in the NHL now, and then I feel like it's a huge drop off in terms of NHL re- readiness for the next crop of defensemen. So I, I just don't really know how much value is there other than as you know a throw in, like. Yeah, if we throw in Haig, unless it's, you know, they trade him one for one to Edmonton for Nugent Hopkins because it's Edmonton, something like that. But, um, yeah, I think I think Ghost is the defenseman most likely to be traded. I don't think it's going to be one of the prospects. I'm so glad I don't have to watch Veronian night anymore. Yeah, like there's, there's a lot of things wrong with this team that aren't Veronian night. But just like aesthetically, I, I, I just watch it and go, why are they out there? Like, we really don't have anyone – and that's – I'm not even mad at them. I'm mad at the organization. I'm like, really? We don't have anyone better than these two? That's damning. Just listen to your wrestling podcast. Keep it up, man. Thank you, Trevor. Uh, There you go. Trevor Harris says it's a good show. So all you wrestling fans out there, smarks and stripes. I I appreciate all the the compliments and stuff, guys. I really do. Uh, I guess we're going to – I guess we're going to wrap it up here. I, I I had a great time uh, doing this all year. I know the season sucked. I know it was long. I know it was arduous. It was a slog to watch some of these games. Uh, I couldn't have been the only one nodding off at intermission of today's game. And I'm sure, uh, uh, I'm sure some games, you know, like that last Sunday against the Rangers, just, you know, not all that fun, but uh, this is what being a Flyers fan is apparently. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll still be here for BSH Radio and all of our other stuff. Post games are done for the year, but I am sure, like I said at the top of the show, I will come up with some reasons to do some uh, some Facebook Live chats throughout the off season. But for now, for the last time this season, my name is Bill Matz. Have a great summer, everybody. <laughs>